Hello everyone, this is Judah Grubb, and welcome to It Didn't Change. This is a podcast about scripture, politics, multiple different things. Uh, This is the first episode um, of many, you could say. Um, Let's just jump right into this episode. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the gospel, and yes, you might be thinking, holy cow, that's a ginormous subject. Conversation for a different time. Right now we're just pretty much summarizing main points, you could say, of the gospel, which um, you can take in and learn from it. Uh, okay. So here's here's the drill. We are going to. There are five points. I have them right here. There's creation, man, Jesus. Jesus is a big subject. Repent and the Lord, also a big subject. Um, we have many different verses. Um, many different verses to say. Many different verses to hear. Many different verses to read, which is all that was pretty much the same thing. So, I guess you could prepare your Bibles if you don't have them already. Um, And we are going to go into creation. Okay, so creation. Just let you know, my mic is probably terrible. I am working on getting a mic. Um, Anyways, so creation. Heavens, earth, man. Turn your Bibles to Genesis 1-1. It should not be hard to... Flip open the first page of your Bible, pretty much. Except it's hard for me, because I have a MacArthur Study Bible, which is a big, fat Bible. But I do love my Bible. It's like, I think, 19 years old. I'm still flipping. Maybe 19 years old. Maybe 17. I don't know for sure. Oh, there goes my points. Okay. Still flipping. Okay, I'm almost there. One page. There we go. Okay. So, you all heard the story, right? Like, Adam and Eve, they sin. Boom. Punishment. Sin into the world. Now we all have sin nature. Um, you, almost every single one of you have heard it, but I'm, I'm still going to read the creation part. We haven't, we're not quite on Adam and Eve yet. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and the darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. That was verse 1 and 2. So just this, you can get the picture. God's pretty powerful. He literally just created heavens and earth and many, many, many other things. And they say it like it's nothing. Like, they they never said... And God worked like 50 years to do this, to do that. He spoke the word of God and that, um, when I started there, he spoke existence of man, basically. He spoke the world into existence. He spoke the stars into existence. A lot of people say um, all his works are handcrafted. He made the stars with his hands, I guess means the same thing. 
this is very important. This was a long time ago, as you know. Um, God made all this in the span of six days. They might be thinking, hey, where's the other? That's when God rested, which doesn't mean God, like, rested, rested, like, went to go sleep on a bed or something. He was at peace, you could say. At peace. There's, there's a difference there. So, Adam and Eve. Man, that's the next point. We don't, we have, don't worry, this episode's gonna be pretty long. For me, I guess. Because I'm impatient, you could say. Um, Adam and Eve were the first humans to be ever made. You know this. You, you know this. You know the whole story with Adam and Eve. So there's not really much to go on here. But let's just say... Let, let's just read the scripture. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. You just go ahead and flip your Bibles there. The fall of man. Well, that does not... If you're a first-time Bible reader like or something, and you just became a Christian, wanting to read your Bible... Like really often, uh, you're you're gonna understand in this chapter why everyone is so broken. Okay, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree in the garden of the garden?" The woman said to the serpent, "From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but the fruit." But from the fruit of the tree, which the middle of the gar- which is in the, in, uh, in the middle of the garden, God has said, "You shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die." The serpent said to the woman, "You surely will not die, for God knows that in in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil." When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. So, simply enough, you could just put it, they disobeyed. You're, you're a kid, well, if you're a kid, you know exactly what disobeying means. And I'm young, and I still live in my parents' house, and I know what disobeying means. So almost everyone except an infant knows what disobeying means. So sin entered the world after that because of punishment from the Lord. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find it. Um, because you have done this, this is verse 14, because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat, all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, I don't know how to say that, um, if you have the Bible with that word, just, like, I don't know, tell me, somehow, um, between you and a woman, and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, you shall bruise you. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, "This is verse sixteen. Now, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In in pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for your husband, 
and he will rule over you. Okay, so this is a whole other topic, but just I'm going to go over the feminism problem in like maybe 30 seconds. This is a big, big verse to women and feminism. A lot of Christians who are women in the world right now think that women should be equal, if not over, men. Which is completely wrong, because if you read the scriptures and actually believe in God and obey him, you will realize, and he will rule over you. Does that mean... Um, he will rule over you in some situations, but not all of them. You women can rule most of them. No, does a king th- does a king rule over some of something, some of his village, or does he rule over all of his village? He rules over all of his village, right? Then to Adam he said, "Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it." Curses the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it and all the days of your life. But both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweet, wait, yeah, by the sweat of your face you will eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now this is kind of a little bit literal. Like, you, you know what ashes are, right? <laughs> um, so, simply enough, God is laying punishment on man. And you know what thorns are? All those things happened because man sinned. Not because um, his wife was like, hey, you should do this, and he listened. Well, yes, because of that. But he listened, and the wife tempted Adam. And that doesn't mean the wife, Eve, is not the only one in the wrong. A lot of people might get that mixed up. Uh, Probably not, but just in case. Both of them sinned. Both of them are in the wrong. Um, So basically, Adam and Eve... They sinned because they ate from the tree that God told them not to eat from. So God punishment. God, God punishment. Sorry, I'm reading my reading my points and I look at punishment. So and then I was like, so God punishment. Sorry for that. Um So basically God punished Adam and Eve for the sin they committed against God. Therefore the sin entered the world. Therefore everyone sins now, except for Jesus. And that's how we're going to move on to our next point. That's, that's my best transition I've ever, I've ever done. Jesus. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to become fully man and fully God. Guess what he did? He lived a perfect and sinless life. Guess who's never done that? Man himself. That includes you women. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I'm not wrong. Y- you sin too. Um, so God basically sent his son for our salvation. Well, let me put that in better words. God sent his son so we can repent 
because Jesus Christ died on the cross, so we can repent and believe in the Lord, therefore resulting in us going to heaven. But there's so much more than that. God sent his son, right? Christmas. We celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas, right? So, even though we don't know, that was actually his place to be placed. We don't even know that that was his day of birth. We just celebrated them. But, yeah, Christmas. Um, so God sent his son. Yep, the birth of Jesus Christ. We all know the story if you're a Christian. Um, well, a Christian who's been a Christian. Basically, if you've heard of Christmas, you pretty much know what, who Jesus is unless you have, like, no human interaction. Maybe. Um, basically, God sent his son. I've repeated this multiple, multiple times. God sent his son to earth. Started as an infant. An infant. A powerless, little bitty baby. And guess what that man, well, that infant grew up to be? A very perfect man. With a sinless life. Even as a child, he did not sin. And that Mary must have been pretty lucky, like, man, this child, this child, like, does everything I tell him. So, Mary gave birth to the Son of God. How crazy is that? Now, here, here's the problem with a lot of people. They think because Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ, we should pray to Mary, we should praise Mary, we should, like, put trust on Mary too that's way off if you think that you're way off just because Mary had Jesus Christ does not make her holy she just happened to be a woman who had Jesus Christ because that's who Jesus that's who the Lord chose it's like Mary this person right here Mary is not holy. This whole topic is some like this whole topic is for another episode. I, I'm just gonna get on that real quick. So God sent his son. This is a short summary of the short summary I'm giving you. God sent his son. The son lived a per perfect and sinless life who became fully God and fully man. Um, and he was killed on the cross. He was sacrificed on the cross. Does that, does that, like, mean nothing to you people? There's a lot of people, some people, like, I've been listening to podcasts recently on, on my own, and some people have literally said, like, people have said about other people that those people say that Jesus Christ metaphorically died on the cross. He didn't actually die on the cross. And I'm like, where'd you get this information? This this is nowhere in the gospel. If the gospel the gospel is true and perfect. Well, yeah. Gospel is true. Truth. If 
it was metaphorical, they would clarify, most likely. Unless God was just like, let's not clarify, let's just have them figure it out themselves. But there's all that Jesus Christ went through. Oh, it was metaphorical? That sounds completely normal and not, like, way off into the dark. Just letting you know that's way off. Jesus Christ actually died on the cross. Along with two other people. Those people were for a different time. Um, he died on the cross. Not metaphorically, literally. He died on the cross. First he was tortured. Didn't even look human anymore. Then he carried the cross up to the hill he was supposed to put it on. Up to the hill he was going to die on. Then he was nailed to the cross. Stood up. Died. They stabbed him on the hip. Ribs. Hip. I don't know. To make sure he was... What? Make sure he was dead. So... Yeah. That's not metaphorical. God didn't metaphorically... Jesus didn't metaphorically die on the cross. If... You think that, I've repeated this multiple times, if you think that, uh, maybe, uh, read the scriptures better. But, Jesus Christ died on the cross to be the last and perfect sacrifice. Last. Therefore, we don't have to sacrifice lamb anymore. We don't have to sacrifice really anything. We don't have to make any sacrifices anymore. Because, Jesus Christ died on the cross, reading from my points, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be the last and perfect sacrifice. God represented a lamb. Not God. Jesus represented a lamb. God. God. Well, Jesus was basically God. It, it's confusing. Last and perfect sacrifice. He represented a lamb. And... You probably know Jesus Christ rose from the dead in three days, as he said. In three days. You know the story? The disciples came, and they saw that the, st the stone was rolled away. And angels appeared, saying, He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Ring any bells? Three days. Got up from the grave and moved a stone. That's pretty cool, right? Okay. So, he stayed 40 days with the disciples. 40 days with the disciples. And then he ascended to heaven. Matthew one let let's go there. Just let you know, it might take me a while. I've been trying to, like, build a habit where I, like, flip while I'm talking. So, like, by the time I say Matthew, whatever, whatever, I'm already there, and you guys are just, like, done for. Because um, that's what pastors do. Like, I see my pastor, and he's, like, flipping through, and then, like, five minutes after, he's like, turn to this, and I'm like, yep, knew he was going to do it. Okay, so Matthew one eighteen. This is the verse of Jesus Christ's birth. I'm almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Here birth of Christ. We celebrate that on Christmas. 
Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been uh, betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with a child by the Holy Spirit. Wait, what? Hold on. I think found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. I read that wrong. Sorry. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. Okay, so that's just a short portion of the birth of Jesus Christ. And I didn't even get to the part where Jesus Christ was born. Jesus Christ was born. Son of God. Fully man, fully God. How can you be 100% man and 100% God? I guess we'll find that out when we're in heaven. All we know is that he was fully God, fully man. At least all I know. Um, basically, they had not had thing. They did not do the thing that married people do yet because they just married. Um, but she still had a child. And that was Jesus Christ. How cool is that? I've repeated this. But how cool is that? Just that, like, like, imagine Mary, like, holy crap, I'm giving birth to the Son of God. Like, that would have been crazy. Um, I guess we can, like, go to heaven and ask Mary what was it like, or something. Um, anyway. So, basically, Jesus Christ was born from Mary. Married to Joseph, but they did not do the thing that married people do yet, which was confusing. Um, this this is pretty neat. Like this is this is chapter two, visit of wise man men. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of uh, Herod the king, Magi from the west east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, "Where is he who has been born king of the Jews?" Just letting you know. Does king of the Jews mean king of just the Jews? No. We'll move on into the fifth point, expanding on that. Right now we're on the third point. So it's going to be a little bit. So basically, Jesus Christ is born. I've said this like 15 times. Just to get it drilled in your head. Jesus Christ is born. We celebrated on Christmas. This was a long time ago. We don't know when he was born for sure. All that we know is he was born, and he's son of God. Mary gave birth. Boom. Okay. Jesus ascended into heaven. And that's how we move on into the fourth point. Repent. Well, that... Whoa. Repent. I'm just going to read straight from my um, point. If we repent of our sins and believe in the Lord, we can go to heaven. John 14, 6. Flip there. Hold on. Matthew. Matthew. Okay. John 14, verse 6. Go ahead and go there. I'll probably be behind with you, if not more behind than you, because my Bible is so thick. It has a ton of extra pages. Okay. I'm almost here. One page. Okay. I am here. 
we can start at verse 5, because that's... Eh, let's just start at verse 6. Jesus said to him, Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father as also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Meaning, Jesus told the disciple, told Thomas, that he is the way, the truth, and life, and he is the only, if you believe in him, he's the only way to get to the Father. Where is the Father? Jesus, the Lord? Where, where is the Father? He's in heaven, if you didn't know that. And uh, he's ruling and reigning now. Uh, that's the fifth point. We're not in the fifth point yet, though. So basically, if you repent of your sins, not because for your happy little heart, you want to repent of your sins because you know it offends God and you sinned against God. Don't do this for your feelings, not for your heart, not for your satisfaction. Do it to please God. Repent of your sins to please God, not to please you. Running out of breath. Repent to God, not to satisfy you, but to please the Lord. And believe in the Lord. And that doesn't mean, oh, he's the side guy of the day. Jesus Christ, oh yeah, he's there. Everything else is more important to me, though. I struggle with this. I struggle with to bring Lord the Lord into every single thing. And I used to be even worse when I was younger. Before I had accepted Jesus Christ in my heart, which I did when I was six, which was crazy. I did it at a camping trip. Whole nother story. Um, I literally was really bad at that. Like, it was crazy. I used to be, like, really bad. So... I was super lazy. I would like, I like barely cared about God at all. Like, barely. I just was like, no, nah, Jesus exists. Thank you, Jesus, for my life. Cool. Done with Jesus for the rest of the day until prayer at night. And I still struggle with it. I'm just slightly better at it, but I'm still really bad at it. So, anyway, uh, if we repent of our sins, believe in the Lord, we can go to heaven. It's simple as that. It's not we have to earn it by like, trying so hard to be good. Trying so hard. Oh, if we fail, it gives us really sadness. We get really sad if we fail. It's not... You, you don't earn your way into heaven by doing good works. Are you supposed to do good works? Absolutely. God commanded us to. Is that earning your way into heaven? No. You have to believe in the Lord. And repent of your sins. And you can go to heaven. Fifth point. Um, uh, okay. So, the Lord is simply ruling and reigning now. I'm post-millennial, if you didn't know that. I believe that kingdom is here now, and we are to build it. Um, 
the Lord is not waiting to rule. He's ruling now. He's reigning now over some of the earth, over part of the earth, over three-fourths of the earth, over two-fourths of the earth, which is also one-half. No. Over everything. Everything. Every single thing. For heaven's sakes, he's ruling over Mars. For heaven's sakes, he could be ruling over aliens, like galaxies and galaxies away. I don't know if those exist, but that'd be cool. But anyway, that's not important. He is ruling and reigning. Flip your Bibles to Matthew 28, 18. This is something you might be familiar with. It's the Great Commission. I'm just going to go ahead and read it to the end. of It's verse 16. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee in the mountain which Jesus had des- designated when they... Which, uh, but the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had uh, designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up to up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. On heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean sprinkling them, Presbyterians. If you are a Presbyterian, this, this verse should be very important to you. Baptizing is the burial and raise of the dead. Buried in, buried in death and raised in new life. Does that mean sprinkled in death and dried off and raised new life? No. Presbyterians, read this verse. And Jesus came up to them, up and spoke to them, reading 18 again, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Meaning, even to the end of the earth meaning to the end of the galaxy, meaning to the end of all days, when heaven and earth are made new. (sighs) Big episode. I've made podcasts before, and I've never had them reach 30 minutes, which is kind of derpy and, like, dweeby compared to a lot of podcasters, which I'm not, I don't think I will have the rights to say specifically. I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, um, that's a super short summary of the gospel. Thank you for listening to It Didn't Change Podcast. Catch you next week. Mm-hmm.